0: by Kaiser Castle. Uh, before I get started, hopefully my guest tonight will come and join me on a show on my channel or on this one. It's his decision um, about the military brass, especially with General Milley, the uh, Joint Chief of Staff. Uh, we have some issues and. Uh, I want to talk deeper about the fencing of the Capitol, about how dictators are born, and uh, the panic and paranoia that's been spread by the media. And remember, I've always said this to you folks. um, The three legs of the coup stool. You need money, military, and the media. Well, we know last time The Dems had the money. They had the media. They did not have the military until Millie. So uh, I see Bow Weevils. And uh, didn't even think that was going to be the case. But I believe it was December 20th where Millie and all the other chiefs of staff co-authored a letter and I got given that by an ODA guy when it came out before it came out actually and he said Biden's our president so I knew they had the military with that being said uh, in all honesty take a seat on a big orange couch grab yourself a coffee tea soda and or adult libation and we're going to chill out we're going to talk I'm not worried, even though I know what's going on. Uh, Me and my guest tonight, and first I want to, before I introduce my guest, I want to give a shout-out to Kate and Brandon. Epic show. We always cross-pollinate. So that was a good show. You two made an epic show. And with that being said, tonight's special guest, is Holland Venenunov and great guy I know you guys know him better than you know me but he is a hellfellow I met and with that being said how you doing Holland
1: I'm doing outstanding thank you for having me on your show once again
0: it's never a problem it's always a it's always a wonderful experience Uh, what do you want to start out with and folks We talked generally. We didn't get into specifics about anything. So what he wants to jump with, I'm going to jump with it. All right?
1: Well, you brought up, speaking generally, we can speak of uh, General Milley, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, who recently uh, came up for Congress and said that uh, the media, I mean the military, studying critical race theory is essential for our warfighting capabilities. Um, here's the thing, man. The military is the purest meritocracy that I've ever run across. There is no racism going on. Uh, it is it is a level playing field. And obviously, some scum rises to the top as in any organization, or actually as we may see with the current leadership, but the military... Does not have a racism problem, okay, and I served in the military twenty years ago, and uh, there was no institutional racism at all, so I can only imagine that whatever traces of old school racism may have been left or have been completely eradicated by now uh, what ex- what exactly is this general talking about there's no reason to answer that he 's not talking about anything worthwhile, but the fact is. And it's been this case for a long time, especially in recent years, that general officers have to jump through so many political litmus tests to reach their rank that they're basically just talking heads by the time they get up there parroting whatever their political masters desire of them. General Milley uh, made a point during the Trump administration of basically denouncing the President Trump photo op at the Lafayette Church and saying he shouldn't have been there. Um, what was that about? Because President Trump was blamed for using tear gas to clear the protesters when it's just come out recently that that was not done on President Trump's order. In fact, President Trump has very little control over the actions of the Capitol Police. Very little. Um, Speaker Pelosi actually has more control and so we saw the general undercutting the sitting president then and now we see the general fully backing up the new sitting president in their uh, basically imposition of Marxist critical race theory into the instruction of the entire military so I don't know what's going on and frankly, I'm beyond words when it comes to what is happening to the, to the military. I mean, the Air Force just got caught holding a drag show on one of their bases, called it essential for morale to have a drag show. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, one can only assume that we can. Well, I guess we can just look at who benefits our, our potential adversaries in the future. We all know yeah. who that is across the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Uh, that's so. that's
0: something that really should be handled and dealt with, but not at this venue because, honestly, uh, I'll sacrifice my channel. I don't want to do it to angels. Um, honestly, I'll tell you, all generals go and – They all go to a finishing school at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Everybody always says Fort Leavenworth, Fort. um, Oh, shit. Why am I mind dumping? I hate being old, man. Uh, uh, They're both in Kansas. Anyways, they're both U.S.
1: Riley?
0: Yeah, Fort Riley. Yeah, But Leavenworth is where all the Leavenworth papers are written. That's the first time I heard about Condi Rice. And I read her paper on the Russians back during, well, the Soviets. Back during the Cold War. And I'm like, Condi Rice, I'm thinking it's a dude, right? Nah. And then I met her in 2005 in Baghdad. And it's the first time I knew it was a female. And she did something that was... Anyways. Anyways, so my point is... I understand what you're saying, uh, but that finishing school is to teach them how to be politicians, and politicians lie, but there's a bigger fish to fry, and if you want to jump into that, uh, we can't jump into whatever you want. I'm not controlling this. This is your show, baby. You know that, brother.
1: Well, I'm the guest. I guess it's uh, Sukasa Mikasa, but um, I mean we can we can talk about you know the latest news. Obviously, the death of John McAfee in Spanish prison uh, hit the uh, made a big splash yesterday, and uh, everyone and I'm not blaming them for uh, falling to this assumption is is saying that he must have been Epsteined, that he must have been murdered in his jail cell, that there was no. Way he would commit suicide. And, you know, that's, and, and, you know, McAfee himself uh, obviously uh, gave all kinds of credence to those rumors before he died. I mean, he was talking about the fact that he will not commit suicide, that if he is found dead, that he will be, um, it will have been a suicide, not a suicide, that he was murdered. He was saying all of this, and then, of course, he's found dead, and everyone's assuming that he was murdered by the Deep State for reasons that no one quite knows. There is, McAfee was saying that he had the goods on the Deep State, the so-called Deep State, all these deep, dark secrets that would be released upon his untimely death, and there are people, the anons out there, are trying to crack that code quite literally to figure out if there was a uh, proverbial dead man switch with all of these secret caches of files uh, um, I don't know man uh, I've had some secondhand dealings with John McAfee I, was, I did bodyguard work for a libertarian candidate who was very for a period of time working with John McAfee and uh, what was related to me is that John McAfee was a raging drug addict I mean, really, that can't be denied. Um, Yeah,
0: explain what that means so the folks know. I always thought, as as much as every libertarian did, that McAfee, I thought that meant marijuana. Please go deeper on that and tell them what you do know.
1: What was related to me by someone who was in the room with him was that McAfee was – uh, buying and snatching up every single drug he could, including hard drugs, not just weed. He, was a pro, I, he did smoke marijuana, cannabis, but he was also after the hard stuff, cocaine, meth, and so forth, the things that make your jaw clench. Um, and, and it is known in the record that McAfee was manufacturing intoxicating bath salts in his compound in Belize. The period of time when he was in Belize is also a matter of the record that his neighbor ended up dead with a bullet in his head uh, after a dispute over John McAfee's vicious dogs and that McAfee was being investigated by the Belize police when he fled that country and made all of those headlines about his fugitive status. And he finally made his way after much drama back to the United States. And of course, Belize and the United States do not share an extradition treaty. So whatever charges John McAfee may have faced down in Belize are totally inapplicable to him here in the United States. He escaped scot-free, quite literally, if indeed he was uh, had a hand in the murder of the neighbor that he was having his dispute with, in which the police in Belize were seeking to question and perhaps charge him with. Um It also was related to me that the reason John McAfee got into libertarian politics and ran as the libertarian presidential candidate was a clever ploy, and it worked simply to knock those allegations of the Belize murder off of the Google search engine, uh, top 10 list. So when you search his name, the murder of his neighbor that he was connected to in Belize wouldn't come up, uh, that his presidential ambitions would instead. And and so forth. And if, and if that is the case, it did work, uh, even though Showtime did a documentary on that entire escapade down there. And here's the thing that and I, I'm never one to trust mainstream documentary filmmakers being a documentary filmmaker myself from the alternative right, scene. Right. Independent scene. Uh, I have viewed the work and I find no fault with it. And the film crew went down there actually not to implicate John McAfee. They were just there to glorify him, because it was an interesting story. And the fact is, and as that filmmaker relates, as they dug into the allegations regarding the murdered neighbor, it was a murder, it was just never solved, that the filmmaker came to the conclusion that McAfee was indeed guilty. And this led to an acrimonious split between the filmmakers and John McAfee, which led to various threats being issued from the McAfee camp. And McAfee even paying uh, several witnesses to uh, to proclaim his innocence. But they admitted uh, under camera themselves that they had been paid to issue their statements. So whatever happened in Belize, uh, McAfee certainly wasn't acting, you know, on the up and up about it and uh, certainly escaped any consequence because he came to the United States where the Belize police judicial powers cannot do anything about it. Now our next tradition is a two-way street, as they say. And, uh, go
0: ahead. I said I get that, and in all honesty, I trust you as a a Marine brother uh, more than I trust most, and you know why. Um, It's because we don't lie to each other. And, you know, this is the truth. And... Look, if Holland's telling you it, I'll back him up, and I don't have to know his sources or anything else. Um, I honestly kind of believed the whole uh, Epstein thing, and it wasn't until, you know, we all knew about McAfee's past (laughs) drug usage. He was not ashamed to say it. But he never said he was still doing that. I've never seen an interview, and I could be wrong. I've never seen anything where he didn't say, yeah, I just use Mary Jane or marijuana or uh, cannabis or the devil's weed. So uh, I I just felt that that's why he was such a big advocate in the libertarian circles. And that's all. Well, here's
1: the thing. I, I, I helped promote McAfee. In his early libertarian party uh, ambitions, because I just thought he was an entertaining fellow, and I hadn't looked into it, and I, but then I started getting told things by people who were working with him that he's, you know, kind of a bad dude, you know. Uh, and then I looked, was, and I started, looking, then I started looking into the story uh, and and what actually happened in Belize, and really. It pans out. He likely was involved in the murder of his neighbor. And I will say that he likely was involved and he certainly didn't act like he was innocent. That's for sure. And um, and that's why he fled the country. It wasn't some set up by the powers that be in Belize (laughs) to to set him up for a murder. They're they're not too eager to, you know, to kick out multimillionaires uh, or to incarcerate them for no reason. They appreciate the donations, I assure you. Um, anyways, uh, and then Maccabee came to the United States, and he, and he began his political uh, career in the Libertarian Party and uh, with some rather uh, salacious commercials and so forth, which I, which I thought were hilarious. Uh, but just as Stay word here. came down... Yeah, yeah, they were hilarious. I thought it was great. I thought he was shaking up the system. But I had to come to the conclusion that he, uh, he strayed to the dark side a little too much for my taste. And the fact is, I don't know what happened to him in that Spanish jail. And The fact is, no one does, because the Spanish police have not released their official report. It just happened yesterday. I'm sure the Spanish police are not pleased with this outcome, having this dumped on their shoulders. But I personally believe that he did commit suicide, simply because He was facing life in prison. He wasn't going to get out of the charges. He was facing multiple tax issues. And and I'm not one to to, uh, uh, hit someone over the head over tax issues. But he had also been involved in a crypto scam in which he promoted a crypto coin, collected a bunch of money, and then basically left the country, took off with it, and left the uh, investors holding the bag. I don't countenance fraud. I've been the victim of fraud within this scene before, and I have no sympathy for it. Um, so he, he uh, became
0: a caricature in my opinion, when you, when you just said this, I don't know if you, you might've seen it in the seventies. Uh, uh, welcome back Carter. I think it was mm-hmm. Horshack they thought was on drugs and you had Vinny Bobarino, which was, um, uh, what's his name? Um, um, uh, the guy who's a pilot now and, and involved in Scientology Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> saying, a- give me drugs, give me drugs, give me drugs. I don't care what it is. Give me drugs. It was stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think we've handled that. Um, I hope he didn't make a caricature of himself. Uh, but, because I trust you and I, and I believe and I think you're not spitting lies because I've never heard you say a lie in my life, and you haven't heard me say one. Um, I believe you wholeheartedly on this, and that's all I have to say on that.
1: Well, he was a, he was a showman, and, and I'll give him that. He was an entertaining fellow. He was a showman, and he was making a show of his life, and and uh, and I appreciate that. And I think he made it a show of his death, in my opinion, and, and that's it's an uninformed opinion. I have no information. On what happened in that jail cell in Spain, none. And I just think that personally, it's my opinion. Until until some new data changes my mind, and I'm totally open to that. That he built he built his suicide up as a political murder, just as his curtain call to this life and to his audience. Because otherwise, what we what he was facing was that he had just been uh, he had just been ordered to be extradited to the United States to face multiple charges. He's 75 years old. He was looking at a couple decades behind jail, most likely. He was going to die in prison. He, I mean, he wasn't going to get out, probably. Unless, you know, it just probably wasn't going to happen. So, and he wasn't going to be have access to his Twitter or anything. And what surprised me was, you know, the Spanish police were letting him, you know, post to social media from jail. <laughs> Seems like a pretty lenient system to me. Um, so...
0: I'm uh, sure they got
1: making, paid off on that. Yeah. Well, maybe, sure maybe, maybe maybe they just allow it. Maybe they just allow it. Was, it was no secret he was posting to social media. I mean, he was posting from jail saying, hey, everything's fine here. I'm not going to commit suicide. So, I mean, I'm sure the Spanish police would have figured that out. Uh, but anyways, maybe he was just, you know, posting uh, during his hour of phone time. Who knows? But he was being allowed to post to social media from prison, and if, When he came to, to the United States, when he was going to be extradited here, that was all going to be gone. He was going to have no audience besides letter writing. He was not going to be able to talk to anyone. He was not going to be able to be a drama queen anymore. And that, for the rest of his life, that probably was not a pleasant outcome in his mind. And uh, knowing that, you know, he would be penniless. I mean, the, the family of the neighbor in Belize had just reached a civil judgment against him to the tune of $25 million. So, I mean, really, the chickens had come home to roost finally with John McAfee. And I think he just found the most, uh, the best way out possible, out with a bang, out with the show and everyone saying that he must have been murdered because of his secrets that he has on the deep state. Um, And maybe he, maybe he did. Maybe he was, you know, honestly, I hope he does have a dead man switch with all of these secret files, I really hope he does. I'm looking, I'm trying to keep up with the people working on that, to see if it actually pans out, but until my mind has changed, I'm, I'm of the opinion that actually, it was a suicide.
0: That's awesome. Now, um, we've, we've hashed that out, and I think it's as clear as a bell, and I agree with you all heartedly, because I know you. Uh, and not in the meat space, but for a long time um, here here's the thing I'll uh, say uh, I think we both understood and understand uh, the chronic masturbator on CNN and what he's trying to do and this is not and honestly Holland's not trying to pimp anything about uh, what went on in Oklahoma City except for We both find it curious that this chronic masturbator wants to do a book and probably going to have CNN do this, and the timing is so, so, so funny to me because we're trying to say everybody's a racist, uh, white nationalist, this, that, and the other. They want to look into OKC, and yet his video that Holland did cost nobody anything they could freely upload it and uh, it's called A Noble Lie and this guy wants to write a book sounds kind of fun uh, to our mutual friend female how odd this feels and you can tell the name of the book and everything um It just boggles my mind that they're trying to rewrite something that everybody understands why it's a fraud, especially when the hero of it, Terry, was killed and they said, oh, he committed suicide, a cop, the hero of Oklahoma City. And yet he had ligature marks on his hands. And I'll let you run with this, brother. And then that will naturally morph into what happened in Florida today, I think.
1: Well, to whom uh, he is referring is Jeffrey Tubin, the CNN legal analyst who uh, was busted uh, eight months ago uh, doing the dirty on a conference Zoom call with the CNN colleagues. He was suspended, and recently, for whatever reason, he was brought back. And I, that's simply something I don't understand, because no one really cares about Jeffrey Tooby. He didn't have an audience. He didn't have any fan base. Get another legal analyst. There's another photogenic you know, legal analyst you can find to give commentary on whatever case you want to talk about. There's no reason to bring, bring him back. And when he, in his comeback interview, he also announced that he was working on a book about the Oakland City bombing. Now, I'm not going to get any names here about who he's reached out to, but he did reach out. It is known that he did reach out to several people who are involved in writing and researching about the bombing, uh, asking them about their information. And uh, as far as I know, that no information was given to him. But anyways, um, it is interesting that Jeffrey Tubin has decided to make himself the resident expert on the Oklahoma City bombing when – the crew that covered up the bombing, Merrick Garland at al., are back in office, now running the Department of Justice. Merrick Garland managed the cover-up under the Clinton administration of the Oklahoma City bombing, and now he's a newly appointed, well, not truly newly appointed, but the new Attorney General of the United States. And we all know that Biden himself is uh, vulnerable to uh, electoral defeat, to say the least, and that a... The narrative has been building lately. You're hearing Oklahoma City invoked more and more. And for those of you who don't know, I did uh, write and produce, co-wrote and co-produced uh, a documentary about the Oklahoma City bombing entitled A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City 1995. And you can find that on various venues online, uh, BitShoot, even YouTube. Just search for A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City, and you'll find the two-hour documentary watch it for free, and we did sell it for about a year and then uh, decided to give it out for free because, you know, we made our money back and we just wanted the information out there. So anyways, um, I think that the risk for another attack in the Oklahoma City mode, that is a domestic terror attack to be blamed upon right-wing elements in society – I think the risk for that is what they call elevated, extremely elevated, because they would benefit from it. And the political rhetoric emanating from the powers that be through their media dogs is they're invoking the specter of the Oklahoma City bombing. And they're talking about expecting violence from the Q crowd. And we all know that on January 6th, the so-called insurrection at the Capitol, which is basically a guided tour of the Capitol by the Capitol Police, um, has been, you know, was supposed to be a lot worse. But even as mild of an affront to uh, whatever decor there is there as it was, it has proven politically beneficial to the Biden administration. But they need something more to enforce their agenda, you know, namely gun control. And freedom and restrictions on freedom of speech. So, well,
0: they got their first conviction today of a grandmother who was convicted of a misdemeanor, six months in jail, for parading. Now, last I looked, if you're parading somewhere, uh, that falls under the First Amendment. Uh, remember, First Amendment: right to speak, freedom of the press. Uh, freedom to gather and assemble. Well, assembling is prating. I mean, it's moronic, honestly. Your thoughts?
1: Well, there are 500 people in the D.C. lockup being treated abhorrently. The reports out of there are heartbreaking. And here's the thing. Last year at this time, one would think that the FBI did not even exist. For all the efforts they were exerting, none to stop the most destructive event in human history. I'm not exaggerating. The BLM-Antifa riots have just been rated as the most expensive, destructive event in American history. Lasting several months, destroying several cities, looting, and uh, destruction of small businesses, of federal buildings across the board, the FBI's only response was that Antifa is not a real organization and that there's nothing they can do about it. Suddenly the FBI finds their manhood, as it were, and is, uh, you know, dead set on incarcerating everyone who walked into the Capitol building uh, through the doors that the Capitol Police opened and let them walk through, guided them into the Senate chamber room. That video is out there. The so-called Q Shaman, the Capitol Police walked him in there. The video is out there. They walk him in. They show him inside the Senate chamber that was all for show so
0: it's like operation showtime and what was operation showtime if everybody doesn't remember
1: it was the raid on the on the waco on the religious community outside waco texas that ultimately resulted in the deaths of hundreds of people when the fbi burned it down but the initial raid by the ATF, it was called Operation Showtime, and that was the code word to initiate the operation. It is Showtime, because they had TV cameras positioned in the trees outside. And, imagine,
0: and imagine when they walked into the Senate and the Congress, they had Getty photographers up in the gallery, up above, ready to film everything. That's fact.
1: Yeah. And you know as well as I do, in fact, you have told me that the security at the Capitol building rivals that of the White House. I know this to be true also. Both houses of Congress were in session along with the vice president presiding. There was enough firepower, there should have been enough firepower and manpower there to repel a full-on terror assault by a company-sized element. Okay? And you're telling me that, and they had exercised no riot control measures on the protest outside the Capitol building, when the barricades were they were breached, they were actually taken down by the Capitol police and the people waved inside that video exists also. They did nothing to stop what was yep. happening. they did everything to encourage it. You know and, and you see that you see the dichotomy of response. You, know, you must ask yourself why and who benefits like for example, when they, when they arrested Roger Stone, You know, a 70-plus-year-old man in his condo in Florida. They had a full-on FBI tactical team in armored vehicles, an amphibious vehicle in the canal outside, and even scuba divers waiting in the water to arrest an old man in his pajamas and then release him before lunch. He was out of jail before lunch. And did not own a
0: gun and did not even own a gun, and they already would have known that. That's the thing that is so mind boggling about that event. But no, when I meant Showtime, I understand that was the ATF event. But what did they do? They killed old women, children, and after that, this is something I think I told you offline. I'll, I'll say it publicly. I don't give a fuck. You know, mini frego. You know, a lot of people forget what that means in Italian. I mean, a lot of people misinterpret it, but it was actually the Italian Special Forces in the Second uh, World War that had that as their mo- motto. And it, yeah, it does literally mean I don't care. But the way their emphasis is, mini frego, which means I don't give a fuck. You know? And that is something that I take to my core, and I've done it since I was a kid, you know, as a bastard from a trailer park. I don't give a fuck because I saw a lot of shit happening both in the Army first, the Marine Corps. And then I thought, well, these three agencies I work for federally, I was like, oh, it's going to be better. I'm going to understand more. Yeah, I did understand more. You know what I understood?
1: There's more corruption. Your thoughts? Well, exactly. And what we saw happen with Roger Stone, that overwhelming show of force, which was unnecessary, and if it was necessary, Why did they let him out before lunch? If all of that force was necessary to effect his arrest, and he's such a danger to the community, why did they let him out the same day? Obviously, it was for show, for intimidation, to instill fear both in Roger and the public for disputing the political powers that be. And we see that dichotomy of response, how they respond to that, how they respond to the Capitol rioters, and then how they respond to the most destructive event in American history. BLM riots of last year, which left a dozen cities on fire, including D.C. And the FBI Freakins did
0: not- of dollars of damage, and yet they yes. say, oh, there was a $100 million. You know what they don't talk about it is the May 19th bomber, uh, Rosenberg, and she let off a bomb in the Senate chamber and destroyed priceless paintings. Mm-hmm. Destroyed artifacts. Uh, destroyed uh, furniture that was priceless, and yeah, she got released by who? Obama, and she now funds. She's their directors of funds. Uh, Lisa, I, I can't remember her first name right now uh, because I'm old, but her middle name I believe was Lisa Rosenberg, mm-hmm. and that woman. Caused massive chaos and was arrested in New Jersey with a van load of explosives. And somehow she got out. Mm, Figure that one out. And And got pardoned. Presidential pardon.
1: Yeah, so she got pardoned, that taken off her record, that felony off her record, and now she runs the fundraising arm of Black Lives Matter and who have engaged in the most destructive event in American history, the riots of last year, some of which are still continuing in Portland for some reason. And uh, the FBI has done nothing about Antifa except arrest a few uh, uh, low-level hanging fruits for show. But, I mean, I don't don't even know if they've done that. Certainly no high-ranking organizers. And there is an organization. There is a fundraising arm. And every time a white supremacist sneezes in the wrong direction, the FBI flips out and makes, you know, uh, a literal federal case about the deal. But, you know, on the other side, they're giving cover to the people wrecking mass destruction across the country. So uh, one must ask, which side is the FBI on? And, you know, the FBI was the prime agency of cover up in the Oklahoma City bombing. I have very little sympathy for the agents. I just, I just don't. And you don't,
0: uh, you don't even what? have to be a white supremacist. And it's Susan Lisa Rosenberg. I was thinking about it. Um, who we're talking about? And you don't. You could be bodyguarding a podcaster and be at the wrong place at the right time. And guess what? you'll get a visit or you get a phone call, and they're going to want you to know. Why were you there? Well, I was bodyguarding this guy, but why did you get captured next to this guy? Because of CNN and Vice's reporters aiming their cameras, those cameras came from down low and they said, Oh, you're bodyguarding this guy. No, it wasn't. And it and the guy, you know, anyways, the whole point is this shit is bizarro world you've known me for a long time uh you've never heard any of that kind of shit from me or anybody i know and th- these are real facts but this is what they they have to get the they have to vilify they have to make you what they want and i honestly believe this is the great reset this is what they're doing your thoughts brother
1: well it's all tied together China, the Great Reset, COVID, BLM, Antifa, they all happen at the same time. Even UFOs, it's all happening at the same time. They, they are connected. Uh, for what, what reason, I have yet to discern. I still haven't figured out the UFO thing. But, uh, you know, so it's just, these are very strange times, very strange times indeed. And it's, a, it's an age of transformation. They are transforming American society, the American political system, is something that the American people would otherwise not choose. And what they're trying to restrict primarily is our freedom of speech and our uh, freedom to own firearms. And what makes this country unique, America, exceptional, uh, I, I, if I dare, is that we do have the freedom of speech and freedom to own firearms enshrined in our founding document, Seemingly untouchable, even though they try to destroy it all the time and they're attempting to destroy it now. But those are the things upon which we guarantee our freedom, our freedom to speak against the government, to, vo- to voice our opinion uh, that is, you know, in opposition to the political party in power and to the corporate powers that exist. And they are enforcing censorship of free speech through big tech, through Google, through Facebook and all of that, because I guess the founders hadn't figured out social media yet. 200 years ago, so they didn't put that in the, in the constitution. But uh, they are coming after our firearms. You know, Biden just said, made a speech about how we need to restrict firearms. At the same time, that they are making policing, you know, more difficult, withdrawing police from crime areas, therefore guaranteeing more violent crime then they, so basically they're creating the problem. They're allowing BLM Antifa to run loose. They're withdrawing police from crime-ridden areas, therefore guaranteeing that crime will increase, and then saying because of the increase in crime, we must restrict firearms. Well, they may say that, but it's not going to work under the current paradigm, which is why they're going to have to go for a game-changer. And why I say it won't work under the current paradigm is you can't increase crime and then expect people to give up their firearms. It's not going to happen. The states well, that, have already... Go ahead.
0: That's interesting that you say that, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Joey Beans, uh, first, he's not of sound mind. And, uh, Obabala, uh, talked about, um, he now is this, uh, the way to implement it because he couldn't get a third term. Um, uh, But the interesting thing that's hilarious is that they're recycling all the same people. And I think this, I think this, and people need to realize, be peaceful always, do nothing always, uh, you'll work it out in court, okay, always. This is my belief at this point. I haven't seen anything different at this point, but resist and, and be a happy person because it's about, you asked something when you were making your comments, uh, about why are the UFOs popping up? Well, it's to try to make, you know, people flaccid like a penis. It, it, it's, it, it's flat they don't want the people to get erect because if the people get erect they know there's going to be a problem and his sadly Joey Beans on his comment about uh, and trust me I do believe this at this point with uh, knowing why FEMA was established instead of keeping it civil defense Uh It was about controlling people in a disaster. And if anybody doubts me, look at Hurricane Katrina. The biggest example of it. Because he's like, yeah, nobody, you'd have to have, and of course he used F-15. Why didn't he say F-22s? That's what he commands now. There's no F-15s out there. And another interesting point or fissionable material. And I'm like, really, dude? And yet, when the Chinese uh, had their little meltdown at that little facility, the big thing that they're keeping secret is how much fissionable material was stolen. They can't account for it. See, I've been watching a lot of stuff because the Chinese got You know, me looking at them. And this stuff's open source, so I can talk all about it now. Just like certain things we've talked about tonight, it became open source. And just like a Chinese doctor who was at Wuhan, and the interesting part about him, Gong, he didn't go to the CIA. He didn't go to the NSA. He went to DIA. And now, I think, well, I'm not going to say what I think. He's not been gotten yet, except for DIA. So, he's probably secreted somewhere. Your thoughts on all that shit that I just threw out at you, man? That big spaghetti bullshit.
1: Well, The news recently, a couple days ago, announced that a Chinese defector was in the hands of U.S. intelligence, specifically in the hands of the Defense Intelligence Agency, not Central Intelligence, not the FBI. And why? Because the defector felt that the FBI and the CIA were compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, that he would not be safe there. Certainly his secrets would not be. He went to the Defense Intelligence Agency, which I guess he thought was a safe place to go to present his information on the spread of the China virus and other matters of Chinese infiltration of the United States intelligence community. We are under attack, friends, soft attack by the Chinese. The Chinese are not very good at heart attack. They're hard, H-A-R-D attack of external targets. Their history of invading countries is pretty dismal. Genetic.
0: Yeah, kinetic attack.
1: But in terms of soft attack, they are excellent. Although even that has its limitations. I'm not saying they're invulnerable or invincible at all. But when you're dealing with traitors within the nation who have sold themselves out to a foreign power, you're dealing with a dire existential threat. As one Roman senator once said, a nation can deal with threats outside its borders but cannot survive traitors within. And we see, for example, that you know, Eric Swalwell, representative on the House Intelligence Committee, he has a clearance to view classified material. He was carrying on an affair with a known Chinese espionage agent, and he's still sitting on that committee hearing classified material. Do you think that they don't have video and pictures of him and the Chinese agents in flagrante delicto? No, of ping, course
0: they do. Ping, ping. Yeah, of course they do. And and that's the whole point of this. And not not to mention Nancy Pelosi's driver for twenty years. So we're good on that. Uh, your thoughts on Florida? Because we're getting close to time. Uh, okay. I see parallels, and you remember when we first talked. Mm-hmm. I said I didn't see uh, certain things that happened in Beirut where they actually drove a truck in and you saw a collapse, right? Mm-hmm. But I did see this at in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. The towers attack. And that was a big-ass... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a big-ass tanker truck full of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then all of a sudden, is, we're supposed to believe that a truck that is a moving van did the same type of damage. And even generals are saying, uh, EOD generals, explosive ordnance disposals. No, that's not correct. Couldn't have happened that way. Uh, so I, I see certain things. But, you know, I was called a kook. I don't give a fuck. I'll always be called a kook. But I saw all this shit happening in 92 and knew what was going to happen. And I told everybody, when Trump got elected, one thing, he's buying time. That's it. And it's not like he knew he was buying time. He was doing what he believed was correct. But the internationalist um, they just didn't put enough out there because they thought the Hilda Beast was issuing and your thoughts brother Sorry.
1: yes the Trump administration was a roadblock to the global uh, globalist plans but it, at this point it was merely that, a roadblock it. it is being overcome <laughs> and also being used as an excuse to crack down on, on the opposition now um and the fact is, you know, you, you referenced the Dobar Tower bombings in Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, that was a massive, massive bomb that merely blew the facade off that cheap barracks that they had built there. The moving van in Oklahoma City did much more damage to a much stronger building. That's one of the economies that Air Force General Benton K. Parton talked about with the Oklahoma City bombing, was that there's no way to yep. do that to a steel-reinforced structure. It's simply impossible. The math dictates otherwise but what happened in florida i'm reserving judgment uh, an apartment building pancaked onto itself into its own footprint which is an extremely rare event reminiscent of another uh, event that happened almost 20 years ago but i mean i'm reserving judgment because i don't know but uh it's looking strange maybe it was just a case of shoddy construction that cannot be ruled out but
0: uh or sand shifting honestly it could have yep. been all of a sudden a voyage uh, came out under the footer. But mm-hmm. at this point, uh, I'm just dubious about everything at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should start being more dubious when you're hearing. And remember, I'm not saying this, but there is such a thing as jury nullification. Uh, if you're asked to be on a jury... And they're saying this person did this, this person did that. Be jaundiced, because in the end, one person saying nah, and we saw this with O.J. Simpson. So, your thoughts, brother?
1: Well, ultimately, what they are putting forth an illusion that we have no political outlet, and the reason they're doing that is to encourage violent response, and. I agree. There is no excuse for violent response. Uh, The only excuse for violence is in self-defense when violence is inflicted upon you. And we do have options. Acting on the local level, on the state level especially, we can affect change. We can dictate terms to the federal government. And what I think we'll see in the future is – through executive order, or even a law passed by Congress that the states disagree with, you'll see a block of states arise to say, sorry, those gun control laws do not apply here. And we will see a, an administrative standoff between a block of states and the federal government. How that's going to turn out, I don't know. But the the, yep. the victory in that conflict will be decided by how well we organize on the state and local level. So the federal level may be lost. We'll see in the next upcoming midterm elections but on the state and local level we have immense power to affect change and to defend ourselves against oppression and that's where we should be concentrating our power and always remember that violent response is what they want they know how to deal with violence they're very good at it don't go there
0: i agree wholeheartedly and and that's something important folks what holland just said there like i said Work it out in the courts. That's why they're there. If they want to say you're this, that, and the other, cool. All right, man. Buy into that. Don't talk to the police. They're not there to help you. Um, Get a lawyer. Hopefully you've got your house signed over to your wife or kids or whatever. And that way you're able to get a public defender. And then you can bounce public defender from public defender. If they want something from you, give them what they want. Hopefully you got some rusty iron. Give them it. Uh, But honestly, just don't don't feed into their narrative because that's what they're doing right now is narrative building. And that's something me and Uh, Holland will probably do on another show uh, because we're cutting it short on time at this point Um, I love having you on brother because you're as clear as I am on this and why don't you give your plugs you need and then I'll give mine and then we will uh, wrap this thing up real quick
1: well uh uh, like I plug, as always, Noble Eye, Oklahoma City, nineteen eighty five. You can find it on BitChute. I think you can find it on Vimeo. You can find it on YouTube. Just do a search. Watch it for free. And uh, what we present in there is it's all rock solid evidence. No one has dared debate me or sue me or anything about anything that's said in that film. And we name names. So get in there. Dig into that. Find out what the government's methodology is in these events. And beware of the future. Because I do think that the logistics train is rolling on a new attack. And that the the people are on the move. So risk is elevated for new false flag domestic terror attack. So if you see something, say something, please.
0: Yeah, say something to people that will blow the whistle, not to, um, the government, unless it's some freak show that wants to do something stupid to the government. And it's probably going to be an FBI agent, um honestly, or a confidential informant, a CI. Uh, with that being said, folks, thanks for, if anybody ever comes up and starts talking wild shit, just be like, yeah, okay, you're a moron. Realize what they're doing, and don't get involved. And th- notice how many people were unnamed co-conspirators. It's probably because they're they were involved and uh, with that thing. But you have grandma, grandpa, and Ashley. Don't never forget. She's the only person who died from that day. They keep saying six people. Nah, it's all bullshit. There was one person who died by an unnamed guy in the Capitol building. And they still won't give up his name. So, why isn't he being, you know, an ACAP? All cops are bastards. Well, I guess we know why. Uh, It was a setup. Anyways, the point is, thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. With that being said, uh, take yourself time getting out. Grab yourself your coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation because I'm about to shut down the castle's drawbridge. With that being said, I'm out.